You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Want more control over your life? You need more control over your money. Hi, I'm Jean Chatsky, and that's why I started the Her Money Podcast. From understanding your money personality to taking steps to earn more, spend wisely, invest for tomorrow, and protect it all, I can help you get there. So join me. Subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm joined in the studio with our co-hosts, Ken, Matt, and Jeff. How's it going, guys? Hey, everybody. Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, we're all pretty excited here. That's one week before Geek Bowl, so we're all packing our luggage and uh, getting the, the car ready, gassed up, and oiled, ready to go uh, to drive cross-country to Boston. You guys excited about that? Yeah, and uh, thank you, Neil, for driving the whole way. We appreciate your <laughs> offer to do that. Well, uh, Matt gave me some white powder that was uh, unnamed, but I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. He said truckers use it, so I'm just kind of trusting him. Are you taking that orally? or? Uh, no, it's actually a suppository. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's all terrible. It, yeah, it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, on a lighter note, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, we're excited to be in Boston next week, and we've spoken with some of you individually about hanging out, but we're still trying to plan an event. So we'll get all of those details if they haven't been out already by this episode airing. Uh, we'll get all those out to you soon. Uh, but yeah, so today is a special episode because our our friend David Levesey, who is uh, an intercontinental champion in our uh, Patreon support group has graciously uh, come to host a game as a training round for Team Triviality. Uh, basically, the uh, Rocky Balboa in the woods in uh, Rocky Four, getting ready to fight uh, Ivan Drago. So uh, we want to introduce our Intercontinental Champion, David Levesey. How's it going, David? Hey, I've got I have the Tiger ready to go. <laughs> Ooh, good. We knew you'd be be prepared. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your introduction into trivia, uh, what you do, and, and how you found our show, and then... Uh, you know, we just obviously want to thank you again for uh, for being one of our biggest Patreon supporters. Yeah, of course. Um, so I don't really have a lot as far as trivia. I did a lot of in high school. I did a lot of um, these things called UIL exams, which are basically like academics individually parsed out by uh, topic. So I did a lot of math and science and current events and stuff. Um, and then um, I moved around a lot. Uh, after like college for work and then um I don't know I just kind of stumbled into a bar and they were doing trivia and I kind of just picked it up and started going with friends and that's kind of yeah. where I came from I think stumbling into a bar is the best way to go into a bar if you ask me and, and, and <laughs> leaving the bar as well <laughs> yeah stumbling in or out yeah um and so uh I started started like uh looking for podcasts while I was working out and I found Trivial Warfare and then I met Wesley Wells who suggested listening to Triviality and I've been kind of hooked ever since yeah Wesley's <laughs> awesome thank you Wesley the gift that keeps on giving uh and sharing with everyone 
Uh, he was on our uh, Parks and Rec Laid On Me episode, and he'll be on a, a full episode uh, in the near future. So um, there's your movie trailer for that. He's coming. <laughs> this summer. Um, in a world. Yeah, in a world. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so David, you actually prepared a full game for us today, and uh, we're excited because we, we know you like writing questions, and you're a great uh, player, but uh, but before we start, do you want to just give a shout out to your Geek Bowl team that you're going to be seeing in a week two with us? Yeah, we're still settling on a name um, for it, but my Geek Bowl team is Liz Hudson, Aaron Barclay, Stacey Moe McPeak, her friend Keisha, and Carmela Smith. Wonderful, and uh, obviously an open invitation to any of, of you ladies if you'd like to come on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you as a competitor, and uh, you might make an impact uh, as Liz, Liz Hudson did with uh, the Oakland Five, which we've been using a lot lately, uh, mostly due to us she, not knowing the answer. She changed the whole game. <laughs> she did change the game. She's sort of the Steve Jobs of this podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, anything else, guys, uh, from you before we start the game? I know we've been... Uh, no, just uh, once again saying thank you to him because... Uh, you know, that's, I know that's a huge commitment, and we really, really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Yeah, another way uh, Patreon supporters can change the game is by recording a version of the rules. Um, we don't have a new one uh, yet, so any of you $10 and up Patreons, if you wanted to record one, we'd love to have it on the show. But uh, until then, Neil, why don't you go over the rules for the game? Great, and I'm just going to do a quick uh, segue and just give it to Jeff. Jeff, tell us the rules. <laughs> sure, thanks for putting me on the spot. This is going to be nowhere near as good as the ones you guys have been recording, so thanks again for those. Uh, but the rules are pretty simple. Two rounds, 10 questions per round, 10 points apiece. Swing around in the middle, uh, which points vary on that. And then the final round, five questions and five different topics, which we can wager zero to 30 points on to find out who's the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Which will either be us or you guys playing at home because we are playing as a team today. Yeah, that's right. I guess we didn't mention that. We're going to be playing as a team like we do normally at Pub Trivia on Mondays. So feel free to keep score against us. If you beat us, let us know. If you don't beat us, let us know. Either way, it's all in good fun. So in terms of recording today, we're automatically the cream of the crop. <laughs> I guess that's true. Oh, actually, no, David's the cream of the crop today. Oh, like if he beats us? Yeah, so if we if we don't get a per, if we don't get over like 200 points, he's the cream of the crop. Uh, he's the cream, 200? no matter what. He's, he's, the, he's, a, he's a cream regardless, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. David is that should be on your business card, David. You travel a lot. It should just be David Levisy, the cream. I'm, I'm going to add that there. My dad actually, my dad's in the military, and uh, one year he came back. He was doing some kind of like, um, what's it called? Like escorting, and he escorted Macho Man Ready Savage um, in like the airport one time. So my dad's got a photo with him and stuff. So when you guys did it, I was like, oh my God, it's serendipitous that y'all use that, and I know who he is. Oh, that's amazing. You gotta, <laughs> if, if he doesn't mind, you have to send it to us. We'll put it up as the cover photo for this episode. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll ask him for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, yeah, we're. I think we're ready, so. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Round one, question one, is in video games. Re released, a, <laughs> released in 1996, Willy Wombat was the original name for which marsupial video game character? Crash Bandicoot. Is Crash Bandicoot a marsupial? He is a bandicoot. Yeah. Is that a marsupial? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, it makes the sense. Timeline is, timeline right. is right. Yeah. I'm 96. I'm pretty sure that's the right year. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're officially locking in Crash Bandicoot. And it was Crash Bandicoot. All right. All right. So I you answer, don't want to think too hard. I answered my one question, so well, I'll step up. We also do suffer the opposite, though, which is we just say out an answer, and then we don't think about it after that and write it down. <laughs> All right, question two is in potent quotables. Mm. From which movie did the phrase, by George, I think she's got it, come from? That's um, where he's teaching her how to speak. Oh. Eliza. Uh, My Fair Lady? Yeah. Isn't it My Fair Lady? 
That's that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. The rain in Spain, etc. Mm-hmm. Whatever. By George, I think she's got it. Yeah. I mean, based on the play Pygmalion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my fair lady. What I don't do you, know. I like what, do you, it. what do you think, Jeff? What are you looking at me for? This is the point where I normally wash my hands of it and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Science and well, geography. If, if Matt's right, he's on a roll. Yeah. So so to play devil's advocate, that usually doesn't happen. Stop <laughs> it with this gambler's luck. Fallacy. No. See, I, I wasn't thinking that old, but that that would make sense. Though. I was definitely thinking that old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna lock in with my fair lady. And it is my fair lady. Yeah, man. Matt. What do you know? You guys, you guys can go. Let's. So, so for the listeners, uh, we're recording this about three hours later than we usually do. Yeah, uh, we usually get our start, so we're much more lucid today. And apparently, that matters a lot to Matt. <laughs> well, see, that's that's why we're excited. Geek Bowls at seven thirty at night because nice. none of us are woken up then. None of us are uh, morning people whatsoever. So, to be fair, we usually record Sunday mornings, and I'm the only one who drinks. So you could put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm excited that we're playing as a team because uh, many of our friends of the show always say you guys are so good as a team just not good by yourself so hopefully today <laughs> this will show that yeah we are good as a team so all right question three is in murderers what were the names of the two wealthy university of chicago students who kidnapped a 14 year old boy and committed quote the crime of the century mm. i can tell you now that they were not the monarch who founded and exploited the congo free state nor the actress in hot tub time machine 2 <laughs> uh well, it's the the Lindenberg case, right? Crime of the century, or no? No, it's a different one. The Lindenberg baby. Isn't that that's the, a Lindbergh baby. Lindbergh or baby? the Lindbergh or whatever. Sorry, not Lindenberg, thing. but <laughs> that's not the crime of the century, right? They they said that at the time, hmm. but then there was another crime of the century. And then OJ. That was like that the, was another crime of the. That century. was like the the World War. All right. Oops. So, we'll go with the clues first that he said. So, hot, well, hot you do you do hot tub time machine, and I'll work on um, mm-hmm. Craig Robinson. Well, yeah, but Adam actress Adam Scott replaced uh, John Cusack in that, but I can't remember who the actress because I never saw the second one. Was it one. actor or actress? Actress. So, because Adam Scott replaced John Cusack, he didn't want to do the second one, and then they had a new actress in it. But think of the monarch, and maybe that'll help. I've heard about the the murders that he's talking about. I know. I've I remember. There was something in the news about one of the guys recently, I think. Mendez? Mendez? Well, there there are the Menendez brothers. I don't think that would happen. Is that a different one? Yeah, that's different. The Menendez brothers are the ones that shot their family with a shotgun in the the house that Ben Stiller made fun of in Cable Guy. (laughs) Anything on the monarch? So uh, the Belgians um, had control of the Congo. So I'm trying to think if I can think of a famous Belgian monarch. Oh, you should go with like Frederick, right? Because that's a pretty Frederick German Jones and Frederick. <laughs> sure, Jones and Jones and Frederick. Yeah, we just couldn't we come up with it. One. Sorry. So uh, the monarch that founded and exploited the Congo Free State was King Leopold, and the actress Lo- in Hot Tub Time Machine Lisa is Lisa Loeb. Loeb. Leopold and Loeb. Leopold and Loeb. Yeah. Mm. As soon as you said Leopold, I knew. I knew mm. That was a good question. Hadn't heard. And, that I, one. and and L's were like sticking in my head too, but I couldn't get far enough to. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, you should have said that. I don't think that would have helped. No. <laughs> Perfect. Moving so on. So it was a it was in nineteen twenty four and they called it the crime of the century because it like it personified the wealth of them and basically getting away trying to get away with murder basically and mm-hmm. where their status was. Mm-hmm. So hmm. gotcha. All right. Question four is in science. Which gas law states that for a fixed amount of ideal gas kept at a fixed temperature, pressure and volume are inversely proportional? It shares its name with an unlikely British superstar. Uh, Boyle's Law. Boyle, yeah, Susan yes. Boyle's unlikely. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. 
We are in. All right, we're going to lock in with Boyle's Law. And it is Boyle's Law. <laughs> All right. Pretty good uh, start here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I really felt bad. I thought I jinxed us by saying that we're a pretty good team, and then we got that next one wrong. <laughs> but yeah, we're back on the board. Back on the board. All right. Uh, question five is in Beautiful Women. Hmm. Which uptown girl has fiercely graced the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition the most times? Is that Elle McPherson? Uh, yeah. Well, like the question that remember we did. Um, so oh, or the, Christy Brinkley. Well, Christy Brinkley's in the video, but uh, it was written. It's got to be Elle McPherson, right? It, it was Elle McPherson. Written for Elle McPherson. Okay. Either L, way. Elle McPherson. <laughs> She's been on there five times, and it's Elle McPherson. All right. Good. Okay. Cool. So I use uptown. I use uptown girl because she was dating Billy Joel at the time, and she when they when they call, call the uptown girls, they've got Christina Brinkley, and they've got one other woman I forgot her name, and then Elle McPherson because he was dating her. We almost did a good job of talking ourselves out of that one. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was just playing devil's advocate because yeah, we had that question because I asked it, and and uh, it was Whitney Houston was the other girl in the hotel um, that he wrote it for, and um, I just didn't know if you're going music video or who the song was about. Okay, let's see. Question six. Fun with words. What word has one syllable, but when you add one letter to the end, it becomes three syllables? Hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. So it obviously changes the pronunciation of the word. Mm-hmm. I know, I know like long monosyllabic words, so I'm thinking through those. I think it would be, it'd be something that you would add an E at the end. Wouldn't that change be the closest to change the... The pronunciation. Any ideas, Jeff, or anything you're in the area of? No, I'm, I'm, I haven't gotten to anything yet. The word crime, right? Mm-hmm. You had an A to the end. Isn't that Crimea? Like the place? Is that only one letter? Ia at the end. Ia. All right, so here's my thought. We don't have anything better yet than what I've heard. Um, I have the word crime. If you add A to the end, it becomes Crimea, which is three syllables. Is Which, that it's a city, right? No, it's a region. A region. Is that okay though? If that it's a country though, it's or a, a reach or a region? I mean, I mean, is, so, are, is he probably looking just for a normal so word? I don't know. Do you have anything else? <laughs> I, mean, I have a hint I can give you guys. Sure. Yeah, let's get a hint. It is a widely the the one syllable word is a widely used and conjugated verb. It's a verb, or rather, it's a conjugation of a widely used verb. Hmm. Crime and Crimea. Is okay. Off. Well, that actually. So that actually works, but the one that I have is <laughs> R is R in area. Oh. Oh. Oh, area. Oh yeah. R in area. But, All right. But good on us for coming up with something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't I really wasn't looking at uh, proper nouns. There we go. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a bunch you can do kinda with that. Surprised Jeff came up with one. It's a good job. Really- yep. All right. Uh question seven is in amazing. Name two wonders of the ancient world that are located in Africa or were located in Africa. Okay. So the great pyramids mm-hmm. and the library of Alexandria. Mm, somebody's been playing Civ. Wait, wasn't the fine. The lighthouse of Alexandria. Yeah. I think they're both. They're both. Yeah. They're both in Africa. Well, the great pyramids are for sure. Right. Uh, no, I thought the... those were in uh, Mississippi. Sure. <laughs> Las what Vegas. Are, what are the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> stupid question yeah. um the colossus at Rhodes. yeah which is in Rhodes. 
Which is where? I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> the the Hanging Garden. Which are in Babylon. Babylon. Which Babylon. Is in, that's the Mediterranean. Which Well, that's actually in Europe. It's in Asia. It's Great in Asia. Like Great Iran Wall. area. Is Great Wall modern or ancient? Great Wall is a modern. Right. Because it was built it was in about 12, 1300. Okay. Uh, we'll go with Lighthouse at Alexandria. And what was the other one? Great Pyramid. Great Pyramids of Giza. So the seven wonders of the ancient world are the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia in Greece, the Temple of Artemis at Euphesus, the Mausoleum Halicarnassus, the Colossus of Rhodes, the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt, and the Lighthouse of Alexandria in Egypt. Awesome. Nice. nice. I don't know. I'm sure David saw this, but I was just drinking coffee, kind of sitting back because I didn't know what was going on there. Yeah. I literally <laughs> only know these from playing Civilization because you get those sometimes. What's that? I thought it was tougher. It's like a it's like a simulation game where you create a civilization and Mahatma Gandhi keeps trying to kill you. Oh, that's the best part of that game. Yeah, is that it's just a complete. So there's farce. no you'd have you would would have had me if it was creating roller coasters and not finishing them so that people ride off of them. Yeah. Another simulation. All right, next question is in literature. What 1998 book follows the missionary Price family to the Belgian Congo and has interesting take on narration where each character narrates a different chapter? Mm. 1998 book. Missionary family goes to the Congo. Mm-hmm. The Price family. Do you hmm. think this was turned into a movie? So I'm trying to think. Interesting. That, that doesn't ring a bell for me at all in terms of fiction. No. Blood Diamond? Yeah, it's not Blood Diamond. I don't think. Mm. No, that'd be South Africa. Because mm. that's where they, where Leonardo DiCaprio, his best accent is he calls everyone Brew. Thank you, Brew. Yeah. Uh, Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It's Mighty Joe Young, obviously. Oh, we, are, we do not know this. <laughs> this is this is where our weakness is that we don't Should read. We go with, I do a little bit. I, I mean, I read a Let little bit. Do a little bit. Of, yeah, I'm we not. I'm not avid. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to go with Congo? Yeah, I mean, it's Michael Crichton, I think, right? Yeah, but that, it was earlier. But yeah. sure, Congo, Congo two. No, we'll just go. Con- we'll be safe with Congo. All right, it's we're not, gonna. It's not. Safe, it's not. But we're, we're gonna lock in with Congo. Um, it's a book that a lot of kids, at least down here, have to read during high school. It's from Barbara Kingsolver. It's called The Poisonwood Bible. Oh, oh I've never heard of that. Never in my life no. have I heard I want to check that out. The Poisonwood Bible? It's super interesting. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Next one, question nine, is in animals. Reaching speeds of 12 miles per hour, what is the fastest land snake? You could try asking Divock, but he, he may know. Hmm. Uh, could you spell Divock? D-I-V-A-C. Oh. Asking Divock, not like Vladi Divock. I was going to say Vladi Divock. <laughs> not sure about that reference. Yeah. Mm. Fastest land snake. It's got to be, um, are black mambas fast? I was also thinking black mambas. I know they're poisonous, but. That's they're, also... very, they're very poisonous. I think that's what they're I mean, I'm thinking, you know, cobra, python. Python probably wouldn't be that fast. They tend to be pretty big. Does anybody know this reference? Divock, I don't. If it is, he was traded for Kobe Bryant, whose nickname is Black Mamba. Oh. I don't, I mean, this is a real big stretch. It's not that big of a stretch. No. The reason I thought Black Mamba, yeah, I mean, that's why I thought Black Mamba, because it was Divock, but I don't know if we're just thinking too much into it. Can can you read just the reference part about Divock? You could try asking Divock. He may know. Yeah, I think. Let's go Black Mamba. Okay. Good teamwork, Matt. I I hope this is right. (laughs) All right, Black Mamba is our final answer. Kobe Bryant was traded was traded for Vladi Divac, and he's the Black Mamba. <laughs> wow! Nice question, David. That was Man great. Is right on today. Uh, Thank you. I just need two more hours of sleep every time we play, and I'll be I'll be good to go. 
<laughs> That's not going to happen. No. So I guess our strategy now for Geek Bowl is on that Saturday we're just sleep gonna in. we're gonna Wake sleep in. Like we're gonna go PM. to we're gonna go to brunch, get a massage, uh, avocado toast. Let's <laughs> just massage each other. That's fine. <laughs> Save the money. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll, I'll take Matt. <laughs> I got a lot of stress in my shoulders. Next, the last one in, this, in the round is award winners. With his first in 1920 and his third in 1928, this American dramatist and Nobel laureate was awarded three of the first 10 Pulitzer Prizes for drama. 1920, 1928. So, um, let's name some. You said a playwright for drama. That's what you said. Pulitzer Prize for drama. So we're probably thinking of playwrights, right? Yeah, if I was going to think of anyone who's American. Tennessee Williams? Yeah. That well, would... that's probably right. I was going to say him <laughs> or um, Arthur Miller, but I'm trying Arthur to think. Miller's he would have been later. Yeah. Tennessee Williams. Is Tennessee Williams too late as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel too bad about that one, Jeff. I suggested it, so. Oh. All right. <laughs> Jeff's in with that. Okay, we're going to go with... Uh, Tennessee Williams. Not saying it's right, but... In 1920, he won the Pulitzer for drama for Beyond the Horizon, 1922, Anna Christie, 1928, Strange Interlude, and in 1957, he won for A Long Day's Journey into the Night. It's Eugene O'Neill. Yeah, O'Neill. I should have thought of O'Neill. Well, that's not a bad first round. O'Neill. Yeah, no, no, that's a pretty good round. That's uh, 60 points. It's not bad. Hanging in there. Yeah, 60%. Yeah, yeah. That's good enough for a, a D or an F. Okay. Going into the swing round. The title of the swing round is called Ejectables. So I'm going to read you a synopsis of a athlete and or coach who was ejected from a game, and you have to tell me who it is. Yeah, let's do 10 and we'll do five points apiece. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. Question one. This hothead coach was ejected and subsequently banned for a game in 1985 for tossing a chair across the court. (laughs) All right. Even I know that one, I think. Yeah. Bobby Knight, right? Bobby Knight Rangers. <laughs> you wanted to make the joke. I wanted joke. to make the joke. <laughs> oh. Okay. In 2007, this basketball player was ejected by a famously salty referee, Joey Crawford, when he giggled with his teammate over bad calls. Yeah. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Okay. All right. This grouchy manager was ejected, fined $5,000, and suspended for two subsequent games for dressing up in glasses and a mustache and entering the opponent's dugout in an effort mm. to watch the game without being detected. It's, um, <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. We'll talk about this. Okay, but so this is, I'm this just going to write um, down glasses and mustache. Question four. During a 1978 bowl game, this coach was fired from both the game and his position, rightfully so, for throat punching one of his players for running with a pigskin out of bounds. Ooh. That would be Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> throat punching. That one I don't know, so we'll have to get 1978. Okay. Hard and fast. Strong reaction. <laughs> okay. Question five. In a 2013 game against the Wizards, this player was ejected for the third time in 10 days and proceeded to Fonzie-style thumbs up each member of the trio of officials. Hey. Maybe Gary Shandling took this player's name in a sitcom because of his love for the Fonz. Larry Sanders. Oh, yeah. Yep. That is right. Great job. <laughs> you didn't know he was a basketball player, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Question six. This player wanted to end his career with a bang, literally, when he was ejected for headbutting an opponent who may have exaggerated the effects of the headbutt during the 2006 World Cup Finals in Berlin. World, World Cup. Cup Finals. Oh, it's, World uh, Cup, sorry. Zinedine Zidane. Zinedine Zidane? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
if you say so. He has the same name as the Final Fantasy IX protagonist, which is why I remember it. (laughs) Okay. Number seven. After what he believed were several unfair foul calls, this spicy player was thrown from the game for chucking his mouth guard, which ended up hitting a fan in the chest. Turns out the fan was the son of a franchise owner. Oops. It's the famous uh, Chile Riano. <laughs> no, th- I just saw th- this is um, this was on the news for a while. Um, it's yeah. uh, Steph Curry, right? Curry, spicy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew one. Yay. <laughs> okay. All right. In 2014, this relief pitcher was booed off the mounds by fans, then ejected when he responded by grabbing his crotch. You may also remember that he one time put his teammate in a chokehold. Hmm. Chokehold crotch. Put that down. I don't know. <laughs> Choke him a crotch. Se- separate incidents, though. Yeah. Chokehold and crotch. Uh, that sounds like 2014. That sounds like it's right might... out of Eastbound and Down. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite sitcom. <laughs> uh, okay. Number nine. This player's infamous punch nearly killed his opposing player, Rudy Tomjanovich, in 1997. The doctor said this punch, which shattered not only Rudy's job, but also his career, was equitable to being hit by a car going 50 miles per hour. I think Miss Piggy would love him. Yeah. It wasn't in a... Kermit? It's, it wasn't a 1997. When was the punch? 1977. Did 77. I say 97? Yeah, 97. He was coaching that's the Rockets not the, then. That's not the hockey one, right? Huh? That's not the hockey one. No, right? it's That's um, basketball. Come back to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're ready for number 10. Now holding the record for the longest, longest suspension ever for an on-court incident, this peaceful player was responsible for an all-out melee brawl that began with players. He rushed the stands after a fan threw a cup at him. Run our test. Yeah, world peace, right? Metal world oh, peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, Metal yeah. world peace. <laughs> yeah. I knew a basketball thing. Okay, so let me just, uh, I'm going to go through this real quick. So, um, kind of relieved there was no hockey question because mm-hmm. I'd probably miss it. Okay, so David, just go through all the questions with in your own speed and own breaks. And while we uh, do this, and that way the audience can uh, listen one more time. Sounds good. All right. Number one, this hot headed coach was ejected and subsequently banned for a game in 1985 for tossing a chair across the court. Question two. In 2007, this basketball player was ejected by famously salty referee Joey Crawford when he giggled with his teammate over bad calls. Question three. This grouchy manager was ejected, fined $5,000, and suspended for two subsequent games for dressing up in glasses and mustache and entering the opponent's dugout in an effort to watch the game without being detected. Question four. During a 1978 bowl game, this coach was fired from both the game and his position, rightfully so, for throat punching one of the players for running the pigskin out of bounds. Question five. In a 2013 game against the Wizards, this player was ejected for the third time in 10 days and proceeded to Fonzie-style thumbs up each member of the trio of officials. Maybe Gary Shandling took his, this player's name in a sitcom because of his love for the Fonz. Question six. This player wanted to end his career with a bang, literally, when he was ejected for headbutting an opponent who may have exaggerated the effects of the headbutt during the 2006 World Cup Finals in Berlin. Question seven. After what he believed were several unfair foul calls, this spicy player was thrown from the game for chucking his mouth guard, which ended up hitting a fan in the chest. Turns out the fan was the son of a franchise owner. Oops. Question eight. In 2014, this relief pitcher was booed off the mound by fans, then ejected when he responded by grabbing his crotch. You may also remember that he one time put his teammate in a chokehold. Question nine. This player's infamous punch nearly killed the opposing player, 
Rudy Tomjanovich in 1977. The doctor said the punch, which shattered not only Rudy's job, but also his career, was equitable to being hit by a car going 50 miles per hour. I think Miss Piggy would really love him. Question 10. Now holding the record for the longest suspension ever for an on-court incident, this peaceful player was responsible for an all-out melee brawl that began with the players. He rushed the stands after a fan threw a cup at him. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. All right, um, so I think we're locked in with all of them, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. We're locked in with all our answers. All right. Number one. So who threw the chair? Uh, we went with Bobby Knight. And it was Bobby Knight. All right. All right. Number two. Who's the infamous giggler? Yeah, this is a, it was a great moment. He's just kind of laughing on the bench. Uh, he tees him up and then he looks around confused and then he throws him out of the game. It's Tim Duncan. It is Tim Duncan. Number three. Who dressed up like Groucho Marx? It was a, this was a tough one. I had a hard time remembering, but I'm pretty sure it was Mets manager Bobby Valentine. It was Bobby Valentine. That's that's a great one. I, love. <laughs> I want to find video. You of should that. watch the video. He's just kind of sitting nonchalantly in the in the dugout <laughs> with the, the glasses on. It's great. All right, number four. Who's the throat punching coach? Uh, we had pretty much no idea here. We just went with a longtime college coach and said Bear Bryant. It was Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes. Sorry uh, to uh, Bear Bryant for the accusation. <laughs> All right. Who did Gary Shanley play in a sitcom? Larry Sanders. It's Larry Sanders. All right. Who is the 2006 World Cup ejected player? Uh, Zinedine Zidane. God bless you. <laughs> and it's Zinedine Zidane. All right. Seven. Who was the spicy player that hit a franchise on? Uh, it would be Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Who is the crotch grabbing crotch grabbing chokehold relief pitcher? Uh, this one we had a hard time with, so we went with a, uh, a known hot, hothead. A known hothead, a Roldis Chapman. It's Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, Jonathan Papelbon. Ooh, never heard of him. Red Sox closer. Oh, makes sense. All right, who had the infamous punch? Um, so we got it from. I got Kermit from the clue, and then I was racking my brain forever trying to come up with the last name, and I believe it's Kermit Washington. It is Kermit Washington. Yeah. Number 10, who was the peaceful player? Uh, the artist formerly known as Ron Artest, <laughs> Metal World Peace. And it's Ron Artest. Mm-hmm. That was a great cool. round, especially for Matt. Uh, yeah. Helping yeah. Us here. So, so, so that's good for eight, so 40 mm-hmm. points, right? 40 points. Yes. Yeah. Nice. At 100 after the swing round. So to the listeners... Um, Five points apiece for those. Yeah. 
So we're right on right on track to hopefully get 200, like we said, uh, so that uh, David will not be the cream of the crop today. So we're half, <laughs> we're halfway there. All right. Round two, question one is in math. What is the smallest positive integer, which is neither a prime nor square number, and the only number that is the sum of the product of three consecutive, consecutive positive numbers? All right. We're going to need that again in pieces. <laughs> Six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because so. one times two times three is six. And one plus two plus three is six. And six and is not a prime. square. Not a prime. Because squares run two, four, eight. Six. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's done with this question. We say six. <laughs> All right. It was six. All right. Math. All right. Question two is in food. Not to be confused with the mammal, what is the common name for the dolphin fish? Shelly Darlington wasn't very hungry, so she only ordered one. That's uh, Mahi Mahi. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I only... Uh, that was... Uh, was that Anna Ferris who said that? Yeah, it's from um, um, the House Bunny or something. Yeah, or they, she... they changed the name because people didn't like the thought of eating dolphin, right? right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's Anna Ferris. She goes, I want Mahi Mahi, but I only want one, I think, or something like that. But yeah, Mahi Mahi. Just a Mahi. And the answer is Mahi Mahi. All right. Yeah, what was that reference? It was from, so yeah, it's from House Bunny. So she's going on a date and she's like, I'm not that hungry. So instead of the Mahi Mai, can I order just the one? Yeah. Okay. Good. I thought I was crazy there for a second. All right. Good. You were, you yeah. watched the House Bunny. <laughs> good call. Question three, world history. Lasting from 1871 until 1918, the German empire had three emperors. The first and the last of these emperors shared what name? Mm. It's got to be Frederick Wilhelm, right? Wilhelm. Wilhelm. The yeah. Wilhelm scream? Is that what you're saying? Why does it sound like a dinosaur? <laughs> it does. It does. It does, yeah. Uh, play the Wilhelm scream really quick. <laughs> yeah, that's the Wilhelm scream right there. Oh. Used in almost every movie. They they find a way to stick it in there. Yeah. Every Peter Jackson movie, at least. Yeah. yeah. Named after this famous emperor? Uh, I don't know. No, it's know. named after the actor oh. of the first yeah. usage. I believe he's being eaten by... Uh, crocodile or an alligator or something like that yeah that makes and sense. there goes that trivia question <laughs> yeah uh wilhelm is our answer and the answer is wilhelm all right on a roll kaiser on a roll. kaiser wilhelm yes. you're on a kaiser roll <laughs> boo <laughs> question four historical bad boys dennis rodman which famous poet dennis rodman <laughs> which famous poet was kicked out of west point in 1831 for gross neglect of duty and disobedience was it robert frost would that be too Did early for him? Was it, was it Poe? Yeah, I was just going to say it might be. Well, Poe died in 1841, I believe. Oh, well, no. So, yeah, but he was only in his 40s, so it's a little late, I think, for him. Actually, hold on. You are jogging something in my memory that I've read. Okay. Poe, West Point. I mean, he is from Baltimore. I think I think it is Poe. Unless I'm confusing something that I read. but. And what were the charges, David? Um, once again, it was gross neglect of duty and disobedience. I mean, if anybody was going to fit that bill, and and he uh, he hung a pendulum swing <laughs> over over one of the bunk beds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, was, they didn't care for that. Yes, they told him to come back nevermore. Yeah, I heard that uh, he's he handed in a a term paper to his uh, teacher, and it was a, a telltale purple heart, and they didn't appreciate it. Oh God, Neil, come on. Uh, but uh, they just didn't like the. I, I hope we're right at this. I point. hope we're right. Yeah, that All joke right. was so gonna, bad you couldn't even say it. You we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go with Poe. It was Edgar Allan Poe. All right. Ooh, <laughs> nice, he, Jeff. He also walled one of the other cadets in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a lot of banter cut if it wasn't the answer. <laughs> yes. All right. 
Number five, geography. The Suez Canal connects the Mediterranean and Red Seas. The Panama Canal connects the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea. What two bodies of water are directly connected by the Erie Canal? Where's the, the Erie Canal? I can't remember. It's uh, up in uh, on the right side of Canada. Okay. It comes in from the Atlantic That's side. That's the St. Lawrence Seaway. Jeff nodding. Yes. Erie Canal is similar to Ohio, right? Like Lake Erie or no? Well, Erie is also borders Pennsylvania. So. Oh. I mean, Lake Erie and the Atlantic Ocean. They are not close. Okay. I mean, you get, you so, give an answer then. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay so I'm <laughs> You're thinking. So smart. Okay. So it's got to be. I don't know where it is. It's if it if it's on Lake Erie. Well, I, I what you were talking about was the St. Lawrence Seaway. Okay. So, um, if it's on Lake Erie, um, it's connected to Lake Ontario via the falls, but mm. they could have dug a canal the other way so that they could actually go up the falls. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm thinking is like Lake Ontario to Lake Erie, and I can't remember if Erie connects with. Huron near Detroit, but my I guess my guess would probably be Ontario. Ontario, Lake Erie? Ontario on Lake Erie. Okay, yeah. we trust Jeff. That is better than any answer. Do you need to I hear have. the question one more time or no? No. No. Okay. No. All right. What you say the answer? Then I'm not sure what you were saying. Lake <laughs> Ontario and Lake Erie. It connects Lake Erie with the Hudson River. Uh, oh, with the Hudson River. Okay. Super close though. Yeah. Yeah. Our, ge- <laughs> our, our Canadian geography isn't the best. My my river knowledge is not great. Yeah. All right. Question six. Famous nicknames. The Venezuelan-born Cold War terrorist Elit Ramirez Sanchez was known by what canine nickname? Hmm. All right. So we got Cold War. We got canine nickname and Venezuelan. Um, yeah, dog. We got wolf, bloodhound, mutt, dog, bulldog. What about like bloodhound? Bloodhound. He's known to hunt people down or something. I'm not familiar with this uh, person. Yeah, do you know any Cold War terrorists? McCarthy. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. We're going to go with Bloodhound. His nickname was Carlos the Jackal. Oh, the Jackal. 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 Bruce Jackal. Willis. Jackal. Jackal. Call me the Jackal. Jackal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Question seven, sports. What began for the first time in January 25th, 1924 in Chamonix, France? 1924. Is that the Winter Olympics? So the first Summer Olympics, obviously, were uh, 1896. Yeah. So that would be 19, 1904, 08, 12, 16, 20, 24. That's, uh, that's an Olympic year. They did them in the Olympic years until and um, I think 88 was the first And break. I think Summer was France that year. And then that would make sense that they'd have in the same I feel like winter France games. also held the first Winter Olympics. First Winter Olympics. That's what you want to go with? Lakatin. Okay. All right. It is the Winter Olympics. All right. Nice. Good call, Jeff. Yeah, for you listeners, normally our, our pub trivia, we only get 60 seconds to answer. So normally when we play together on any type of trivia, we don't really go past 60 seconds because we, we just out-talk ourselves. So we, yeah. It's all gut. <laughs> all gut in the studio. Yeah, we got places to go, things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it moving. Do you have things to do? I don't have things. I, theoretically, we have things to do. Matt has to drink enough for the entire team, so he's got things to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question eight is an awards. Who became the first man to win a Tony Award for Best Performance by a leading actor in a musical for portraying a female character? Hmm. Um, the guy, hairspray? I was going to say Hairspray, but who? Neil? That'd be Harvey Fairstein. Um, no, Harvey. Yeah. Okay. Harvey Fairstein. Uh, he, he talks like this. Oh, my God. I know. Hello, everyone. <laughs> he was great in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Look at your hair. It's beautiful. He um, seems matchmaker, right? Mm-hmm. 
in what? Oh, wait, yeah, in, in Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with it, Neil. Okay, Harvey Fierstein. In 2003, he played Edna Turnblad. It's Harvey Fierstein. Good. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Glad Different. I didn't overthink it. All right, nine is in games. Which popular Milton Bradley game was invented in 1954 and named after the transportation on which the wealthy inventors played the game with their friends before they sold the game to E.S. Lowe Company, who brought it to the masses? Shoots and Letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a much older game. They could have played it on Shoots and Letters. Right, that's what I'm well, saying. Well, let's just... Uh, I'm, I'm just joking. Sorry, Yahtzee. I know these aren't board games. I'm just... Um, game of Life. They played it on something, Wait, right? On a mode why, of why, wouldn't, why wouldn't Yahtzee be it if they're playing on a yacht? Oh. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay. Is that... We're y- going with Yahtzee. Yahtzee. They played them on yachts. It's Yahtzee. <laughs> Nothing okay. says I was, wealthy. That I was always wondering where that name came from. See, sometimes I feel dumb, but I just try to give you guys little little blips of... Kernels. Little kernels, and then you guys make the popcorn. Pop them. Yeah. You <laughs> pop them, and I eat them, and then David enjoys it with us. <laughs> that's what i'm doing <laughs> these are a lot easier than i thought they were N- neil lays an egg and we incubate it <laughs> well it's it's it, so when you say that so the the level of questions is difficult if we're not playing as a team yeah yeah um i, I think alone we each probably would have had like three or four per round probably yeah if yeah. i was scoring myself i'd probably be about uh three on the first round and i think three or four on this round yeah. so it, it would it would curve much lower Okay, good. So. That's better then. No, no, these are very well written questions. So, and I would have got two right on the on the swing round. So, <laughs> I would have gotten two right on the swing round. Yeah. All right. Question ten in round two. Last question. It's in current events. Orrin Hatch holds the record for longest serving Republican senator. Just announced that he would not seek reelection. Which state did he represent during his term? Utah. He began in 1977. It's Utah. All right. Pretty good. Cool. So after two awesome rounds written by David and the swing round that uh, Matt cleaned up, uh, Team Triviality has 180 points going into the final round. And for anyone who doesn't know the final round rules, uh, as Jeff said in the beginning, it's going to be five questions in a variety of categories. David is going to give us each category and allow us to wager 0 to 30 of the points that we've accumulated. So we can basically wager almost all of them, I think, right? Math-wise? Yeah. yeah. We could wager up to 150. On 150, yeah. Which we will. Yeah. That uh, that, <laughs> that one team that listens to our podcast as a group, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see, yeah, I can't wait to see how they how they score against us on this one. Oh, yeah. You guys should play it together. They'll probably beat us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they would. All right. So uh, I'm not going to be very helpful on these category titles, but I had fun writing them. So, All right. The first question, current singles in your area. Oh. The second one, All in the Family. The third one, Domo Arigato. Mm-hmm. Number four, not the Nobel Prize. Number five, Wasting Away Again in Magritteville. Mm. What do you know about Renee Magritte? <laughs> not much. I know a little bit. Who's that? He's an artist. Huh. I don't know much. So All in the Family is definitely an incest question, right? We're agreeing on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's about that X-Files episode where they were all, that got banned, the first episode that was banned. No, it could be about the classic television show. Hmm. Well, I, all right, so before we do that, why don't so we... So really actually... we're playing against the Sinister Six here, right? Yeah. That's what we're... <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to wager? Well, we're not wagering against anybody else spe- spe- uh, specifically, so it's a little It's, it's more little like, what do you bizarre. think we know? Yeah. All right, yeah, our wagers are, are locked in. 
All right. So for the first question of the final, the topic is current singles in your area. The question is, in September, what tennis tournament will find its way to be hosted in Chicago, where Team America will try to take the title from Team Europe? Question two, the topic is all in the family. The question is, with 76 nominations and 12 wins, which prominent family holds the most Academy Awards for music and film? Three, the topic is domo arigato. The question is, what is the Japanese word for the seaweed wrap used in sushi? Good. Question four, not the Nobel Prize. The question is, there is no Nobel Prize for mathematics. However, what is the name of the top honor a mathematician can receive? This prize is awarded every four years to two, three, or four mathematicians, 40 years of age or younger, at the International Congress of the International Mathematical Union. Five, the topic is wasting away in Magritteville. The question is, what object is or isn't, if you believe the caption, at the center of the Rene Magritte work titled The Treachery of Images? That's not the guy with the apple in front of his face, right? No, that's... No. Okay. Um, speaking of the Nobel Prize one, that's the the award that uh, Stellan Sarsgaard had in Goodwill Hunting that he had over Robin Williams, I believe, for math, math, uh, mathematics. Oh. It was like a scholar, like not a Rhodes Scholar, but um, Jeff, he he, that was the thing he lauded over him, and he's like, I have this award, and Robin Williams like, I, I got married, I'm happy, I don't need the award. I mean, right, if you we'll had like back. a letter or jumping off point, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, so. So the first one, the tennis one, we think uh, Davis Cup. Mm-hmm. All right, any based on Matt's assessment? Yeah, because yeah, I I forgot David's a huge tennis player. Well, the, so. the England and Australia one is the Ashes, right? Mm-hmm. That's um, that's for, is that cricket. for cricket. Yeah. And then the Ryder Cup is the golf. Is golf. golf, and I think the Davis Cup is the. Okay. That is tennis. Yeah. Okay. All right, because that includes Nick Cage and who, right? Because he's a yeah. Couple of it'll include so here just off. What's, top, the, what's the music? Francis Ford won for Godfather one and two. He won for screenwriting for Patton. He also won for producing Godfather mm-hmm. one and two. So it's five. Sophia won for screenwriting for Lost in Translation six. Nick Cage won for Leaving Las Vegas. So it's seven. So it's not hard to believe that. Uh, let me think. And his dad, his dad won. He was the composer for. That's what it is. Yep. His yeah. dad was composer of the is, Godfather. Yeah. The third question was... Uh, sushi. Sushi seaweed wrap. That is nori. I am a connoisseur. <laughs> nori, okay. Okay. So what, a, who is Magritte then? Tell us a little bit about him. The deception of image. He was a surrealist painter. Okay. He is the painter that you're thinking of with the apple in front of the guy's face, but that's a different painting. Mm. Okay. I'm just... Uh, when I was researching that question, I looked over a bunch of different Magritte paintings, and I definitely saw this one. It's hard to pin it down because I, I just kind of quickly looked at so many of them. Can you picture any of them that would have something center frame? Just any object I mean, the center apples, frame? The most, I mean, that was the only thing I thought right. of. But, but that's not the, that's not the no, painting? No, there, there is something in the title to like to this one where it's like I know it's uh, like a dolly thing but like a clock or a mirror or you know something that could well, a mirror would or be, a face. A mirror would perhaps. be interesting for the for the caption. What's the caption again? Treachery of images. Oh, okay. Gosh, this is, is it's bugging me because I saw it and I just can't bring it to mind. Like, we don't which, know. Which one it is. And I got all these different paintings that I saw like running through my head. We but don't know the math one at all, right? It, can you think of anything? Would I don't know be, why. Would it be named after a famous mathematician? Yeah, any famous ones? I mean, there's 
quite a few. I mean, if you had a you know a letter or some something that sounded about right, I could probably get it's there. It's a it's a name though. It is a name. Oh, I'm sure it is. Can you name any just any famous mathematicians? I mean, a lot of them are also physicists or, or other things. I think so. they were named after, um, like theorems or. Um, I mean, Newton, Leibniz. You've got. Um, I just I know it's the one in Google Hunting, and I cannot it's think. Not of like it. Pythagoras. No. It's like um, a. It's just like a like you know how the road scholar we talked about. It yeah. sounds just like that. He's like, oh, I was a. And I'm sure I've a road heard scholar. it. I'm sure I've heard it way back in the day, but I can't. All I right. can't. Place and then it. Um, for the painting so one, so it could be a hat. Because there was like a lot of guys wearing like bowler hats and stuff. There was a couple of those. There's definitely one that he did. And I don't think it's the right one. But I think this is going to ultimately be our guess. Where um, there's a man and he's smoking a pipe. And his nose is going into the pipe. And then coming out of somewhere else. Like his his nose is stretched out. So let's say a pipe. Okay. Okay. So we're we're okay. all in. Uh, so for question one, what did you, you guys wager 10 points. What'd you guys put as the tournament between team America and team Europe? Uh, we went with the Davis cup. So the Davis cup is a tournament between all individual countries. Mm. So team USA would play team Denmark or team Czech Republic, that kind of thing. Um, for the team America versus team Europe, it's the labor cup. Uh, Ooh, I never heard that. You're a big tennis player, right? I am a big tennis player. Yeah. Should have researched that. I know. I forgot (laughs) it. I didn't even think about it. (laughs) But it's coming to Chicago, which is where you guys are. Oh, cool. We Sweet. See it. And they'll play singles and they'll play doubles. So current singles in your area. Ah, got ah. it. Yeah. That was great. Good, Good category. I mean, doubles. I got the reference as soon as he said it was tennis. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are acting surprised for. Uh, it's good radio. All right. Question two, y'all wagered 20 points. What is the prominent family that holds the most Academy Awards for music and film? So we went with the Coppolas. So the Coppolas have won... 12 and been nominated for 29 oh. the family that's been that's won 12 and nominated for 76 was the newman family mm. yeah i should know that uh it comprises alfred newman who's won nine randy newman who's won two and lionel lionel newman who's won one ouch that one hurt all right question three domo arigato you raise your 20 what did you guys put for the japanese food japanese word for seaweed wrap uh we went with nori and the answer is nori. So at least we cancel out the last the last one. Yeah, I eat so much sushi. It would be sad if I didn't know that one. <laughs> it's one of those things that you, sometimes you just don't recognize that it's there. Like, you, you know, you, you've, you've seen it a bunch of times, but you don't, mm-hmm. not everybody registers, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, question four, not the Nobel Prize. Y'all wagered the Oakland Five. What did y'all put as the, the non-Nobel Prize for mathematics? Uh, we were, we're kind of wrecking our brains. Um, Neil's pretty sure it's, it's mentioned in Goodwill hunting, which did nothing for me, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I have not seen that movie. Um, but so we just settled on the, uh, MacArthur. So earlier this year, um, Miriam Mirza, Khani made the, the news cause she was the, uh, an, an Iranian, Iranian mathematician who had won this award and she just died. Um, it's the Fields medal. <gasps> That's right. That is the Fields medal. Yeah. Cause he gives it, he goes, I don't want my Fields medal anymore. You take it. So mm-hmm. right now we're, what, down five points, right? Down, no, 15. down 15. Down 15. Down 15. And okay. if we get this right, we will be only down five at the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Question five, wasting, go- wasting away in Magritteville. What did you guys put as your object? Well, uh, we wagered 10 on this one. And this one was causing me a lot of trouble because I had a Rene Magritte question a while back. Um, and like I said, I had viewed a bunch of his paintings. And I was just trying to pin one down. And I remember reading this title, too. 
There was one painting I remember, and again, I don't think it's the correct one, uh, where there's a man smoking a pipe and his nose is going into the pipe and coming out of uh, somewhere else. Like his nose is all stretched out. So just as an educated guess, I put pipe. So the caption, if you were to believe it, actually says, Ceci ne pas un pipe. And what that means is this is not a pipe. Oh, that's right. I, I've heard about that one. Yeah. So we are the right. The object is a pipe. Right. Is that the right painting or no? Yep, the treachery yeah. of images. No, yours is kind of wrong. So the treachery of images <laughs> is literally just a pipe. There's no man in it. It's literally oh, right. the picture of oh, a pipe. So, so we lucked out a little bit. So I used my rough Magritte uh, education to come up with an educated guess yes. and it panned out for us. That was a Magritte guess. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so doing our calculations here, it uh, would seem that we have ended the game with 175. Mm-hmm. So uh, almost a little disappointing after going into the final at 180. I think the, the Coppola question kind of really killed us, I think. Uh, Ran us off the rails, but uh, this was a fun game, and uh, I guess you're the cream of the crop today. <laughs> yeah, David Levesey, cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. I tried handing you guys the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Yeah, anytime. You're always welcome. Um, and if you want to uh, join David in uh, our Patreon support group, uh, he's at the Intercontinental level, but you can join us at the uh, NXT champion, cruiserweight, United States champion, uh, or David's Intercontinental champion level. Uh, make sure to go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, Matt, if people want to send in uh, qu- listener submitted questions, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, just hit us up at the email, uh, trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, listener questions, um, just put question five in the subject line. And if you'd want a specific host to read it, uh, put that in there too. And we'd love to have the questions on the show. You can uh, follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Triviality Pod. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, so uh, big thank you to David Levesey for writing that awesome game. Uh, we're going to be trying to do some more things like that coming up in the future uh, where we play as a team or maybe have someone else in studio to let uh, some of our great listeners who are um, wonderful question writers in their own right pull a game together for us. So thank you, David. And uh, that was Triviality. You know, that condescending, embarrassed look. You think I'm a failure. I know who I am and I'm proud of what I do. It was a conscious choice. I didn't f*** up. And you and your cronies think I'm some sort of pity case. You and your kiss chorus following you around going to the Fields Medal, the Fields Medal. Why are you still so f***ing afraid of failure? It's about my medal, is it? Oh, God, I can go home and get it for you. You can have it. Oh, please don't. You're, you're you know what, Jerry? Shove the medal up your ass, all right? Because I don't give a about your medal because I knew you before you were a mathematical god.